read you a little portion of scripture. I ain't, I ain't got no time to waste. I ain't got a lot to say. I got, I got really three or four things that's really on my heart. And I'm, I'm going to read a, a portion of text, and I, I don't want to preach the whole text, and, and I don't want to I don't want to try to unpack the whole thing, but there's a couple things in it that I really uh, feel strongly of the Lord this morning uh, as I've come here with a, with a mission, I guess you might say, or, or a mandate from the Lord uh, that really carries back a couple weeks ago, and I'll share that with you here in just a moment. But I want to read you out of Matthew 4. I know it's very familiar for some of you, some maybe not. It's okay, but we'll read the first 11 verses of chapter 4 of the book of Matthew. Chapter 4. Uh, Verse 1 through 11. Listen to what the word of the Lord says. That's all right. You can stay seated. You've been standing for a long time. And we'll, we'll pray over it and bless it. I wanna, I'm going to move through it anyway, uh, hopefully. But then listen to what the word of the Lord of the Lord says. It says, then, then was Jesus led up. Of course, we know what the then, the then follows. He, he's been baptized and he's been affirmed. And, and God has, has affirmed him. And he's beginning right prior to, to really coming into the full uh, ministry of what God sent him to do. He was led then in the spirit into the wilderness, listen, to be tempted of the devil. And when he had fasted 40 days and 40 nights, he afterward, I've always thought that was kind of a no-brainer. I know, I know the Bible brings it out and it's important, but I'm like, yeah, you fasted 40 days and 40 nights. That's an understatement that he hungered. I just want you to know, he's, he's more than hungry. I fasted three days, or I fasted sometimes the morning and I'm starving. Sometimes I, it's lunchtime, and I'm like, dang, why is it when, you, when you, you say it's a fast, it's like that, too? You ever notice that? If you just normally don't even think about it, and you're, I can go all day sometimes without eating, just working, you know, not even think about it. Miss it. Don't even miss it. But then if I say, you know what, I'm going to fast today, by 10 o'clock, I'm like, good day, where's that leftover pizza? You know, I mean, you're starving. But anyway, that's just me. I know you ain't none of y'all weak as I am. Pray for me. And, 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 and when the tempter came, which he does, he came to him and he said, If thou be the Son of God, command these stones be made bread. He knows. But he answered, Jesus answered and said, It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone, but every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. Then the devil taketh him up into the holy city and setteth him on a pinnacle of the temple and said unto him, If thou be the Son of God, cast thyself down for it is written, he shall give his angels charge concerning thee, and in their hands shall they bear thee up, lest any, any time thou dash thy foot against the stone. Jesus said unto him, It is written again, Thou shalt not tempt the Lord thy God. And again, how many know the devil is persistent? Very persistent. Again, the devil taketh him up. You thought you was one and done, didn't you? You thought you could, thought you could whip that one thing or that one thing, and you're done, but you're not. Amen. I thought when I got to be 56, I'd have all this whipped out. How many is with me? When I was a young Christian, when I first got saved, I couldn't wait till I was like 50-something. That way I'd have all this stuff whipped. Y'all looking at me like, you mean you don't? I did. I thought that. I thought, when, I get, when I grow up, it's that, that, that mentality. When I grow up as a Christian, I ain't going to have to fool with some of you. Some of that stuff I don't. But I found some other stuff. I found some brothers of some stuff. Amen. And again, the devil taketh him up into exceeding high mountain and showeth him the kingdoms of the world and the glory of them. And he said unto, the, un, unto him, All these things will I give thee if thou wilt fall down 
worship me. It's been a setup this morning, by the way, by the Lord, not me or not the music team or the worship team, but it's been another Lord. Then Jesus said, get thee hence, Satan, for it is written, thou shalt worship the Lord thy God, the Lord thy God, and, and him only shalt thou serve. Then the devil leaveth him, and behold, angels came and ministered unto him. I want to talk to you this morning just a minute about getting worship right. Getting worship right. I'm at, I'm at the right church this morning. I am dead right in the right church. Getting worship right. Let's, let's pray. Father, I thank you. I thank you for your spirit and your presence here this morning. Thank you for your word. And Lord, I, I know how you've stirred me even all this week, Lord. And the very particular point of it, dear God. And, and I pray that you'll help me this morning not be... Not be here nor there, but be on track and on point and, 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 and to bring forth what, what you want your people to have this morning, especially this generation, this generation of people that I believe this morning is the, the generation before the coming of the Lord, before your coming, before you appear. Lord, give us what we need. And Lord, bless this word. Bless those that hear it. Open our ears. Open our understanding. Open our spirit. Let us receive fully. We'll love you, we'll praise you, we'll honor you, we'll glorify you. Maybe, Lord, there's just one here this morning that worship has already begun to done, done its work and, and they're seeing you as Lord like never before. Maybe there's just one even in this house this morning that's pondering the, fight, the thought of even offering their life unto you as Lord. Lord, let that be the work that needs to be done first and foremost this morning. Let that heart, let that heart come to you. We'll love you. We'll praise you in Jesus' name. All church agree and say amen. Come on. Thank the Lord this morning. Thank the Lord. Yes. Yes. Thank the Lord. Thank the Lord. Thank the Lord. Getting worship right. A couple weeks ago, a couple weeks ago, I, I, I had this thought, and I, it was just a random thought that was in the midst of one of the services that we were doing. Some of you will remember it. Some of you won't, and it's okay. It don't matter. I know you don't remember everything. I don't. But, but the Lord had put something in my heart, and I don't even remember what context I brought it out, what we was, where I was even at in the preaching. It's hard to say. <laughs> it is. But it, I know it was something that had been stewing in my heart, trashed then. But uh, it was this thought about in Luke. Luke, I'd been reading Luke 18, and especially that parable or that story about the unjust judge and the one. But, but it got to that last part in verse 8 where it talked about, and, and when the Son of Man cometh, will he find faith? On earth, I, I brought that out a couple weeks ago. Will he find faith on earth? And, and I believe, I believe we are that. I do. I believe we are that generation. I do. I, I honestly do. I I prepare every day like we are. I, pre, I I look for his coming. You should. You should. Everyone in this house this morning. If you're if you if you not if you don't know much about it, let me just tell you right now. If you don't hear anything else. You need to look for his coming even to today. Today. Don't, don't think it's somewhere down the road. Now, it may be, and I, I'm not dumb enough to try to set dates or anything like that. Uh, that's, just, that's just a waste of energy and time. I don't try to uncover any of that. I'm not even trying to figure out who the Antichrist is. I'm just going to let that be done. I just don't know who Jesus Christ is. That's all I'm worried about. I'm not even concerned with the four horsemen or any of that. Now, I study all that stuff. Don't get me wrong. But I'm worried about what Je who Jesus is. That's who I'm worried about. Amen. I'm not trying to uncover some of that stuff. 
Now, but the Lord has blessed some to do that. He's not blessed me to do that. Most of that frustrates me. It frustrates me. You've heard how I preach Revelation. I, I, I preach Revelation in a couple, three piles. I, 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 preach, I preach might be, could be. Because uh, I've learned. Don't anybody know it all about that book. They might know a lot. Most all of them know more than me. But I've learned you just well pile some of it in piles. They say, yep, that's for sure. Could be, might be. Ah. You ever hear teaching like that? Where you go, ah. Ah. It's got some validity in it, but ah. anyway, that's where I'm at. But any out of that, out of that, shall shall there be faith? And it, about the coming of the Son of Man and and, and and if that's if 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 I truly believe that we are that generation, uh, it's, it's, it's what we are. I, I brung this out. We we are like we are like the last thing out of the birth channel, out of the second, out of the the, the, the being the, those that are born again. We are we are the generation that that was last born again. We are the last. If Christ is truly coming this year, this week, next week, soon. If we believe it, his eminence coming is soon within our generation. We 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 would be we would be what I like to what I have come to see in scripture, we would be like the feet. Not the head, because Christ is the head. And and the church is the body. But if we are the last generation prior to his coming, and whoever that is, and if we're not whoever that is, maybe there's some kids here. Maybe I won't see it. I'm looking for it. I believe I will. But if not, I believe I do believe all my heart there are kids here who are for sure are that generation. And 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 the Bible tells me, the Bible tells me that that, that we 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 to help them or or to have them, help them reign and until he has put every enemy under his feet. And that would be y'all. That would be us. That would be maybe some of these kids. They're sitting in, and, and that's kind of where my mandate, the only reason I'm preaching in to bring that up, that's my mandate, that's kind of why I come here this morning. That was my focus, to help that generation reign, to help that generation get their feet, to help that generation get their feet on the enemy, put everything under. And I believe that this morning. I believe that, I believe that when the Son of Man comes, he's looking for that faith. And it's a group of people that's got the faith enough to put the enemy under their feet. Under their feet. I do. I believe that. And that's when his reign, he comes. I believe that. Now you can put that in your pile like, eh, if you want. But what I'm going to preach to you this morning, and I'm going to preach to you, is in the pile of, that's sure. That's sure. Amen. So, I come here with the thought that even this week, as I was preparing, even the last two weeks, since I've been preparing, moving towards this day of, 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 of how to help, especially all the young folk. And, and, and I knew that this would be the Sunday that a lot of the young folk would be in here. And, and how, to, how to help them have dominion. How to help them get things under their feet. And not only them, but everyone that's in this house this morning. How many in here this morning could could stand to get some things under your feet. That you could stand to get dominion over some things. 
Well, this morning, that's what I really want to share with you. Out of this, and out of this thought, and out of this thing, and out of this word this morning. Because how, how, many, know, how many know that's what Jesus was doing? And even in this text, in this story, he was getting the, the enemy. He was getting the enemy. He was getting dominion. He was getting all things under his feet. As he was beginning to, to go in into his call, into his purpose, into the fullness of his purpose, to begin to flow and to work and do the purposes, the very things that God had sent him to do. I want to tell you something. I got these three or four things I want to bring out to you this morning that I think that will help us have dominion. And it's all about getting worship right because that's really his, that was his first mandate. That was his first work right out of the blocks. I know there's several other things in that story, but it's about getting worship right. That's what I see in this story. It's about Jesus trying to teach us and show us that, man, you've got to get worship right as you begin to move forward. If you're going to have dominion, if you're going to flow and to work and to have strength over the enemy, you better, you better, you better get worship right. Because that's, I see that's one of the first battles that, that takes place. I see that's one of the first fights, that's one of the first struggles. That mankind, that, that the believers will have is, is getting, getting worship right. That's, that is, that's, that's the major fight of getting, getting this thing right. Amen. Here's what I want to tell you. First thing I want to tell you. If you're going to get where you're supposed to be, or supposed to be, if you want proper English. If you're going to get where you're supposed to be. You know, you, you got to get worship right. Do you see that in this story? Do you see that in this text? If you don't get it right, you'll never get where you're supposed to be. Because right off the bat, he would have he never went any further. Even, even Christ, had he not got worship right. I just want to tell somebody, somebody this. You, you, you come, we come, we gather, we have spiritual leaders. I depend on them, you depend on them. I've got... I've got uh, uh, leadership in here. I've got people that I depend on uh, to help me. You got people you depend on. We're all we're all intertwined, interconnected. We're all dependent, and, and, and what we're depending on is is for each other to help help each other get where we're supposed to be. It, it probably, I hope that's why you're at church this morning. It's because you want to get where you're supposed to be. You want to get where you're, and, and you depend on on the worship time, the worship team. You depend on what's said, what's done, on the word, ever who's preaching it. I know I do. If I go somewhere to hear somebody, I, I'm dependent on them to help me get where I'm supposed to be. Here's what I've learned. Even, even taking this a little bit further than even, even in this story is, is I've learned this. I, I can't help any, as, as pastor this morning, as preacher this morning, I can't help any of y'all get where you're supposed to be unless you've put God where he's supposed to be. Come on, give him the glory. It's the truth. I can't. I'm powerless. I've learned that. I thought I could strong arm it in times past. I thought I could come up with something slick and something savvy and be so anointed and maybe grease you down really good and have this super powerful prayer. But I've learned, I've learned, I've learned that, man, unless you get God, every one of you, this is the power of worship. If you need healing this morning, well, I can pray for healing and I can believe for healing and a miracle may come. I'm not saying it won't, but here's what I know. You really need to get God where he's supposed to be first. 
you need a breakthrough, if you need uh, entrance into some area, or if you're looking for some kind of fulfillment in something, you got to get God. you got to get God where he's supposed to be. All of us, boy, this is good end of the year stuff. This is good going into the new year stuff. That's what Jesus knew. He knew that. Amen. Our, one of our highest calls, is, is greatest call is worship. It is. It is. You, you might have a lot of other purposes, a lot of other things, but, but one of our greatest calls is, is worship. Now, I know, I know you. we live in this narcissistic, self-centered world, and it even infiltrates the church. And you think every service... We're supposed to talk about you. Teach me how. Show me how. But I come to tell you. That's not what comes first. Now I want to help. That's what I, that's what I show up for. That's what I study for. That's what I work for. That's what they want to do. That's what everybody that met. They want to have. That's their heart. That's where they're at. And I've learned, lest you get God where he's supposed to be. Yeah. Don't matter how hot a word I got. I can have a, I can have, I can have a hot word. But if you ain't got God, we can have the heavens open up like they did in Jesus' day. And him, God, speak. But unless we've got God where he's supposed to be. Come on. Where's my church? Amen. Amen. And, and, and here's what I want to tell you. Here's, here's what I know about it. God knows in this story you can see the consequences if you don't have God where he's supposed to be. Because, because, because listen, listen, you've got all these other ideas, all these other dreams, these other things you pursue. How many of you have got pleasures of life? You, you've got things you enjoy. Come on. Am I out? Am I, am I in? Where is my church? All these other, we've got ideas. We've got pursuits. We've got thoughts. We've we got dreams. We, every, every, all these things that we're trying to pursue. But here's, here's what I know. If you don't settle, if you don't settle where God's supposed to be first, these things will destroy you. These things will kill you. That's what I see in this story. Because that's what the enemy showed up, even, even in some basic things, even with bread. And surely he desired. Surely it would have been ple after 40 days. Are you kidding me? It would have been pleasure, even without butter. And I love butter. Amen. I was getting ready to tell you about the honey butter over at the, never mind. But, but you, you see, it's because he's got God. He's got the Father. Where he's supposed to be. How, how many of you have seen people, they destroy their life pursuing the pleasures, pursuing the dream. And there's nothing, he gives us the dreams. He gives us those things. But when we don't put him where he's supposed to be, 
those things destroyed. The enemy gets place into our life, takes you up into a higher place and says, oh, you want that? You really want that? If God's not where he's supposed to be, if he's not where he's supposed to be in your life, if he's not, it's going to destroy you. Even, even, even what, what I'm doing even here today, even what I'm doing here today, I want you to think about it, man. It, it's, it's awesome. It, worship is, is the whole thing of it. Worship is, is the purity of it. It is. You can't hardly mess that up. I can mess this up. But, man, when you worship out of a heart, and that's what it's all about. It's about affection. I want you to get worship. It's not about music. Music's got a place in it. Music helps me. But it's about an entire life and a heart that loves him. It's the battle for affection. The enemy's in this war with your wanting your affection. And unless you keep giving God your affection, unless you keep giving God your heart, your heart, the right of you need to settle that this morning. That's what I've come to preach to some of these that are the feet generation. You need to settle the fact this morning, some of you young people that's in here, because the enemy's coming. He's, he knows you've got dreams. I'm glad you've got dreams. Some of you are going to do great things. All of you are going to do great things if you go with God. Amen. But you got, he, he knows that, and you need to settle this morning. Who are you going to give your affection to? Who are you going to worship? Who are you going to fall down and worship? you got to be careful because all that other stuff will kill you. Amen. That's why Jesus, you know, Jesus always gives us what I like to call, if you're ever looking for a perfect theology. How many likes perfect theology? Huh? That's why I'm here. You think I've got it? No, 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 no. I'm going to tell you where to get it. Perfect theology comes from Jesus. Is that what Hebrews, I think Hebrews 1 and 3 says? That he was the express image of him. He expressed. You want perfect theology? You study Jesus. You do. You want to see how to, how to, how to handle a situation? Study Jesus. You'll have perfect theology. But here's, here's Jesus' perfect theology on what I'm talking about this morning. He says this. He says, love the Lord thy God. With all your heart, all your strength, all your mind, all your soul, everything. You want to know how you should worship? Like a wild man. It ain't going to hold nothing back. Like what Brother Keith told me this morning. Brother Keith's been fighting this old junk too. This old, and he told me, he said, I'm about 65% today, brother. He said, but I'm going to give all 100 of that. You got to like that. You got to like that. I said, yeah, I think I kind of got to know what you're talking about there. Amen. That's what, that's what Jesus is talking about. Whatever you are this morning, some of you might not be 100% today, but you got to give the 100 of what you are. Amen. Some of you might be hanging on by a prayer. Well, just give him the full prayer. Give him what you do have. Yeah, go on give him glory. Where is this church? Amen. Amen. You got to got to get him for seek ye first. There's some of that perfect theology. 
Seek ye first this kingdom. And then remember all these other things, these dreams, these ideas, these pursuits, these pleasures. I know it to be true. I've just come this morning. This is really my, this is really my heart this morning. This is what the Lord sent me to do this morning is to push some of you off the throne of your life. Amen. I knew that would be received in a joyful spirit. Yeah. But that's really the mandate. And, and to bring to these young folk. That, that they'll give them a little shove, give them a little. Worship is not a hobby. This is not Hobby Lobby. No, this is a place for the heart. It's a place for all of you. Every ounce of you. This is a place where you come and put, there's no need in saving. That's my problem a lot of times. I save nothing. And when we do have Sunday night, I struggle to crawl back. Because I have saved nothing. Nothing. Give it all. Praise his holy name. Oh, praise his holy name. Praise his holy name. I got to hurry. I got to hurry. And here's, here's something else. There's the second thing that I see in this text or in this story. I see that if you get worship wrong, it all goes to hell quick. It will. Do you see it? I just want you to know, had Jesus got it wrong, it would all went to hell quick. It would have. We would have. Ain't you glad Jesus got worship right? I wonder who around you, I know you're not Jesus, but I wonder who around you is depending on you getting worship right. You nailing it. I just wonder. Amen. 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 Think about it. Scripture is full of this. About when you get it wrong, it all goes to hell. Think about it. All the way back in the beginning, Cain and Abel. When you get it wrong. Remember, remember Cain, Genesis 4, chapter 1, chapter 4, verse 1 through 4. Remember he, he would bring forth. He brung forth. Go ahead and pull that up. Let's, let's read that right quick. Genesis, did I give that to you? Genesis 4, verse 1. Adam knew Eve, his wife, conceived and bare Cain and said, I have gotten a man from the Lord. And she again bare his brother Abel, and Abel was the keeper of the sheep, but Cain was this tiller of the ground. And in the process of time, that's been a common theme here lately. Process of time, Cain brought of the fruit of the ground an offering. Do you see where Cain brought it from? The fruit of the ground. He brought it from the fruit of the ground. And then, of course, we know about Abel. Abel, Abel in verse 4. Also brought of the firstlings of the flock and the fat thereof. And the Lord had respect. And I, 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 know, I know maybe there's a lot to look through and to see in this. But here, here's what I see in it. You, you, you can't please God. Listen, I, I, how many know Cain didn't please God? Abel pleased But you, you can't. Please God with, with the best of what you can do. You cannot. That's, that's, that's where we're getting into this worship. 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 He, 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 he tried to bring forth fruit of the ground. How many know that the ground, the ground was cursed? Cursed. 
I wonder this morning, you, you, you can't please God with, with that that's coming from the cursed. It's got to come, come from that that's had life, that that is life, that that's in Christ, that that's alive. Worship. Worship. Cain brung forth what he produced. Amen. And you can't please God with what you produce. All right. All right. It wasn't, it wasn't, it was Abel who brought to him that that God had gave him. God has to give life. God gave life. And and for Cain, you know, it all went, it all went to hell. It really did. Saul and David, I think that's probably one of the best illustrations of of this. Saul and David, remember, the people of Israel, they wanted a king. Got to have a king. We're getting tired of all the other nations. They have kings. They got governors. They got leaders. And they ask us, who leads y'all? Who's y'all's king? Oh, we got this box with this little glory cloud over it. And, and it wasn't good enough for him anymore. This glory cloud. We, we, we want a man. We want a king. And God said, that's not going to work out so good for you. It's not, your, it's not my idea. Remember? Remember? But finally he said, you know what? Find you a king. Find you a man. I'll work with him best I can. I know. I'm paraphrasing. I'm Lee Sarver in here. I'll do the best I can with this man of yours. And, and they looked and they found this man who was head and shoulders. He had all the attributes. He looked the part. He, he looked so good. He, he looked so man. And woo. And but here, here it's happening already. It's happening. Worship is going wrong for the people. It's going wrong because right here, even in the beginning of that, that story, they're, they're starting to shift their hearts towards, towards this man that looks so good they're, they're, they're shifting their hearts from the one the affection the one that should have it God and it's really bad you think about it it's really bad when you shift your heart put your affection on a man who has no affection for God that's really serious be careful who you turn your affection on amen so he become king and of course we know his story, Saul, he was loaded with all these attributes, but he couldn't keep his heart from moving away from God. Come on. He couldn't keep his heart from moving. His heart was always moved from God. First Samuel, I want to read this little piece of scripture, and then I'm going to have to wind it up. First Samuel 13. And he tarried seven days talking about Saul. Remember the Philistines had gathered a big army. His people, his, even his army, were now starting to get afraid. They were getting scared. And, and they're supposed to be waiting on Samuel to do the worship. He tarried seven days according to the set time. Remember Samuel said, I'll be there in seven days. I'll be there. I'll be there. He's waiting. He's waiting. Samuel had pointed. But Samuel, Samuel didn't come. Don't we hate it? God, the enemy. The people's getting afraid. Samuel. Samuel did. So Samuel was still in Gilgal. And here the people start scattering. It's not good when you're trying to keep an army together. 
he's getting nervous, talking about Saul. Verse 9, Saul said, just bring it here. Just bring me the offering. Bring it to me. And remember, he offered. I mean, no, he's, if you don't know this story, if you don't know this economy, you don't know this government of God, he don't supposed to be offering nothing like that. This is for Samuel the priest only. 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 It's like, it's like, it's like when you ask somebody to sing, it's only but me. Nobody but, nobody, well, you know what I mean. I couldn't really say nobody but me, but no, 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 no. I would be pulling a saw, and people would scatter. And he offered the burnt offering. Verse 10, it came to pass that as soon as he made the end of the offering, behold, here comes Samuel. Ain't it always, ain't it always right when you pull the trigger on something dumb? You ever done it? I've had, you ever had those pull the trigger moments? It ain't stupid till the very minute you pull the trigger. The very second you pull the trigger. And it's like, oh, you can't get that thing back. I don't know. Maybe it's just me. Amen. Amen. Anyway, anyway, Samuel came and, and he said, Behold, Samuel came and Saul went out to meet him, salute him. Howdy, 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 friend. Verse 11. And Samuel said, What hast thou done? Saul said, because, listen, here it is, because I saw that the people were scattered from me and that thou camest not. I wonder this morning, can you worship alone? That's really what I see in that. Can you worship alone? Even if everybody else is scattering, can you go it alone? And, 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 even, and, even, and, even, and even when God is late, because you cometh not at the appointed day. Can you still worship when, when God's not come through? It's going on and on. Can you still? And, and, and the Philistines, the enemies are coming. Well, here, I got to get where I'm going. Verse 12, verse 12 and 13, therefore said I, the Philistines will come down now upon me. To Gilgal, and I have not made a supplication of the Lord. I forced myself, therefore, and offered this burnt offering. Verse 13, and Samuel said to Saul, Thou hast done foolishly. Thou hast not kept the commandment of the Lord thy God, which he commanded thee. For now, now would the Lord ha have established your kingdom upon Israel forever. Man, is worship important? But listen, but now. But now thy kingdom shall not continue. The Lord has sought. Here it is. The Lord has sought a man after his own heart. Worship. Worship. Who's he talking about? David. David. The one with no attributes. The one who's on the backside of somewhere. Nobody really sure where. Jesse's not even sure because he can't stay in the house. But he's out there somewhere. And you know what he's learned to do? Worship. The most important thing. The greatest thing. The greatest call. He, he wasn't looking to be king. He didn't want to be king. 
He was out there worshiping. He was out. Listen, listen. Here's what he was doing. Here's what he was doing. He was letting his affections drive him. He was being driven by his affections, by his love, his, his heart, everything that he did. I don't know how to worship. Well, David didn't either. He let his love drive him. When you come, when you come to worship the Lord, whether it's here or in your personal time, you should let your love drive you. You should let your passion drive you, your affection. That's what the scripture, that's what it's all about. That's what you need to settle. You should let that drive you. He let it drive him. He did what affection was driving him to do. Amen. Pushed him and propelled him. Amen. Because if you don't, it will all go very wrong. Third thing, third thing, I got I to gotta, I gotta close. Listen, the third thing is this, true, true worship, I want you to see this. True worship, because you know, I see this in this story, it's a little more vague maybe, but I see it. How many know Jesus' situation back in Matthew 4 wasn't ideal? He, for the Lord's sake, he fasted 40 days, he's suffering, he's struggling. It's not ideal. How many know this is not set up for ideal worship? They ain't got the lights going, the fog machine. They ain't got, I'm no longer They ain't got none of that stuff going on. They, they ain't got pretty people like y'all up front. They ain't got powerful voices. They ain't got, ain't surrounded by, you know, a couple hundred other people that's giving it all. It's not ideal. It's not ideal. It's not ideal. It, it's, 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 it's not ideal at all. But here's what I want you to know about true worship. Are you ready? True, true, true worship is not a reflection of, of you or where you're at. True worship is supposed to be a reflection of who he is. That's it. That's true worship. If you think true worship is, is, is reflecting how I feel today, and I'm just going to tell you something. Uh, here comes some toes, here comes some toes. That's when some of you, that's the only time some of you worship is, is if you're really feeling like it today. If I really feel good today. Where's my church? But you know what, it shouldn't matter. Because what we're reflecting is Him. We're showing, we're showing his creation how great he is. We're showing all the world how great he is. We're showing everything how awesome and mighty he is. We're reflecting his power, his grace, his might, his love, his mercy. We're reflecting His holiness, reflecting who He is, who He is to us. Yes, we're reflecting all these things, even if He ain't done nothing for me today. 
if he didn't really do a whole lot yesterday. It's still reflecting him. I'm talking about getting dominion. You'll never have dominion. You'll never have your feet on it till you can worship like these things. No, you won't ever. Until you settle that. Till you settle all of that. Amen. Let me give you this thought. And I'm, I'm, I'm really close. I'm really, this is my last closing. This is really it. Here it comes. Think about this, just to put a little perspective on it. Worship, worship, worship was before all things. I don't know if you ever thought about that, but it was before all. Th- it was first and foremost before before we were, before this earth was. Out there in in eons, he was being worshipped. And even, and even before man, creation, 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 worshiping. Jesus even gives us little hints about that, about, you know, if I tell them to be quiet, you know, rocks, rocks know how. Rocks been doing this a long time. Rocks know how to cry out. Well, we've been afforded this great opportunity of choice and free will and to have the will to worship, you know. He, he, he said not only rocks, but, but the psalmist said that the trees, they clap their hands. Isaiah, the old prophet, said the trees clap their hands. Uh, my God, is this good. Woo. <laughs> Way beyond us. Oh, and and, and what, the, what, the, what, the, what that does, what that tells me, what, you know, is this thing called worship predates the fall. Before the fall, worship, worship was there. And, and here's what I've learned. Here's what I learned. As I study the things that even God commands us to do and, and how to function as believers, worship is one of the few things, if not really the only thing, that's not a consequence or that we do because of the fall. This morning I preached because there was a fall. I do. We'll come pray here in a little bit and, and, and seek in that fashion because of the fall. We witness. We evangelize. Brother David's going to set up a tent this, this spring and, and evangelize the area uh, because of what? The fall. Some of you are hurting here today because of the fall. Worship, worship is one of those things that... That, 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 that's so pure, it goes before the fall. It's one of the things we can pursue. We can act like this is Eden, or we can act like this is, this is heaven. Well, the, it's the one thing that, that the fall hasn't had an effect on, if it's got right. And it's, it's before... But it's also the one thing that's going to go on into forever. Forever. Worship's going to go on and on. 
eternity. It's going to be full of it. They're going to, they're going to, they're going to throw their crowns at Jesus and then pick them up and throw them again. They're going to worship. It's going to be noisy. It's going to be loud. It's going to be full of energy and passion. It's going to be, uh, a, lot, 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 a lot of folk ain't going to like it. Maybe they won't have to worry about it. That's a bad thing, y'all. But but it's gonna be full of it's gonna be full of what some of y'all would call weird people. <laughs> Is everybody like you, Brother Lee? No, everybody don't get to be like you. <laughs> Only a few. Only a few. Okay, well, you're weird. Well, as long as it's me, it's not the spirit. You know, you know that. The spirit ain't weird. I might be weird, but the spirit ain't weird. Fact. Amen. But it's going to be in eternity, on and on. Worship. So what really lies in the battle, what really is the question is today. That's really what we've come for. That's what I've come for is to settle that issue. Settle Settle. Will you get worship right? Will you get it right? You should. Well, I don't see nothing to worship God about. Well, there's something wrong with your heart. It's your heart, then you got a heart problem. Because I see God everywhere. I see God everywhere. I see Him everywhere. Blessed is the pure in heart, for they shall see God. I see him. If all you see is devil and evil and bad times and rotten times, well, you're part of the problem. Hey! Well, you're not helping the kids get dominion. All that doomsday junk. I'm going to tell you what. Hey! Our God reigns! Our God is superior! Our God's going to put this junk under his feet. Our God's going to rule. Hey, we're not suffering through death pains right now. We're suffering through birth pains. There's a king coming. There's a Lord that's about to pop out. Jesus Christ is coming. Oh, bless his holy name. Bless his holy name. Jesus is coming. Come on, let's thank the Lord this morning. Come on, Brother Keith. Hey, come on, let's bless his name. We're not dying. We're living. We're living. We're not going under, kids. You're not going under. You're living. Woo, we are to settle it this morning. We're going to settle it. We're going to settle it. Let's take a little time. Let's settle it. Let's settle this thing. Worship. Let's settle. Who are you going to give your affection to? You got to settle it. Because if you don't, the devil will move your heart. Settle it. Maybe you're here this morning and you ain't. This is going to be a great opportunity. Woo! Let's just praise a minute. Let's praise the man. Let's open up this altar. You have choice. You're not a rock.